Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you've found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world, with your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. And welcome to Ask the Trucker Live, Thursday Evening Health Edition. I'm your host for our Thursday evening shows, and tonight I have with me my friend and co-host, Carolyn O'Byrne of LifeCoachService.net. And we still have our Saturday evening shows with Alan Smith, where we talk about much of the trucking industry um, issues that are going on right now. Our next topic of discussion for that show is going to be um, the well, it's pretty controversial, the underride guards on trucks. I guess you've all heard about that, the bipartisan um, measure to mandate guardrails on truck trailers, and it could prevent cars from sliding under. Um, it's making its way through Congress right now. So this, the Stop Underrides Act of 217 would require underride guards to be fitted on the sides of trailers and on front of the trucks, and um, both right now are just safety uh, measures, but they're looking to mandate this. And, boy, I'll tell you what, Alan had posted a post on Facebook about that, and um, people are not happy with this. But it'll be a great show. It's pretty controversial. But anyway, tonight our show is Surviving the Flu Season Over the Road. And my co-host, Carolyn O'Byrne. Carolyn, I'm going to open your line up right now since you're the co-host tonight. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. It's great because we're going to have a, a lot of put your thinking cap on. You got a lot of questions to answer tonight, and uh, just a little bit about Carolyn. Um, she's our health guru and is the author of Gut Instinct, and um, it's a book really that's been changing a lot of truckers' lives. So, she's also a colon hydrotherapist, life coach, wife of a trucker and just a lot of passion for drivers and their families. Um, you've you've probably seen Carolyn at book signings, Matt's Gats, and heard, um, heard her on a, le- a lot of the radio podcasts, even besides ours. She's on Women Truckers and, a, and quite a few others um, with her interviews. So anyway, tonight we're going to address, Carolyn, the critical topic, the flu. And I'll tell you, it is wicked this year. It, it is horrible. And I, I think, um, well, we'll get into why it's it's even more horrible than in the past. I have a few of my own theories, and I'm sure you do too. Um, but we are going to talk about the many ways you can help prevent getting the flu and how to prepare and nourish your body so it's in tip-top immune shape. Uh, so you can fight it off using your own natural defense system. 
And finally, if you do happen to come down with this horrible thing, uh, Carolyn is going to tell you how you can um, have some of the very best remedies, and they're not in the drugstore, that's a hint, that can help you get um, get back on your feet in a matter of uh, like a couple of days and not like a week or two. So anyway, um, half, oh, halfway through tonight's show, we're going to have on our show President of Real Women in Trucking, Desiree Wood, and she's going to talk about a topic which is pretty hot right now. I mean, everybody's heard of these FISA, uh, FISA warrants and, and all that's going on right now uh, with transparency and just a, a whole lot of stuff. Everybody's you know, talks about it. Um, well, this tonight is going to be similar. It's going to be transparency in the courts. And um, Desiree's going to be sharing uh, her mission along with uh, a group of attorneys in order to get sealed documents open and released to the public. Um, she feels, or they all feel, that corporations should not be permitted to hide these safe, unsafe, I mean, track records in sealed court records. And she's going to tell you a little bit of more, more about a specific case uh, right now uh, that, that they're working on. So hang with us, everyone. Um, we have a great show tonight. It really is. Um, but first, we're going to take a short break from one of our very uh, trusted sponsors, and then we'll be right back. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment, and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back, everyone, and uh, it is Thursday evening, and we're on our health edition show of Ask the Trucker Live, Surviving the Flu Season. I'm Donna Smith, along with my co-host, Carolyn O'Byrne, and tonight we're going to share some very vital information with you. 
So make sure you have a pen and paper handy because you're going to want to write down um, a lot of this info tonight. I mean, you could always listen to the replay, but um, it's it's a lot better if you can write these things down. Um, and if you have any questions, because we'll be taking um, phone calls uh, from people, if you're calling in from your phone right now, just press 1 on your keypad, and it, it says that you want to um, be a part of the show and ask a question or make a comment or something. Now, if you're listening on the Internet, you have to call in, and the number is 347-826-9170, and then once you're connected, then once again you press 1 on your keypad, and that notifies us that you want to be a part of the show. So, okay, Carolyn, are you ready? Where should we start? Carolyn's ready. <laughs> okay. Well? Uh, now, you know, I, I want to tell people how this show came about a little bit. So the other night when we were talking, I just happened, and we were just, you know, having a conversation. I was happened to ask Carolyn, you know, if the flu was going around in her area. She said that um, there were schools closed, a lot of people were sick, and she said one of her kids had come down with it pretty bad, but that everyone else in the house didn't catch it. And here's the part that that really grabbed me. Um, she said it only took a couple of days for her daughter to get all better. So um, <laughs> we started going over all the things she did, and before you know, we decided, you know what, truckers need to hear all this. I mean, that's pretty much what happened, isn't it? Did I get it right? Yeah, that you got it right. That's how it came about. <laughs> so um, anyway... Um, let's see. We're, let's first start, you know, tonight's show. And, and by the way, um, welcome everybody. Thanks. I see. I see you all on the um, the switchboard. Um, I don't see any hands up yet, but that's okay. Um, but let's start with the best way uh, to either survive the flu or even prevent getting it is to be in a good, healthy state. And what, what what's the prerequisites of that? You know, I mean, just getting in that state of the best health you can be. What, what would you say? Prevention. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. In other words, prevention. Well, there's several, several ways of prevention. And everybody knows the obvious of washing your hands. Of course, we need to make sure that our body is in tip-top shape to fight it off. But. I don't think people really understand the importance of washing hands and actually how to wash our hands because most people, when I use public restrooms, I would say three-fourths of the people run their hand under the water for two seconds, dry their hand, and run out the door. They don't even use soap. But when they do use soap, it's like put some soap on it, run the soap across your hands for one time, and then rinse it off and dry your hands and go out. But you I don't know if you had had your mama tell you this or saw this when you were raising your kids, but one good rule of thumb is scrub those hands with soap while you're saying your ABCs. And when you're done saying your ABCs, then rinse it off. <laughs> because it cannot scrub those germs off just in two seconds. And water alone will not kill it. Now, I'm not promoting antibacterial soaps at all. I'm actually very much against those. Those are horrible for your skin. They're bad for your health, and they're bad for the environment. 
but starting with washing your hands and just if somebody sneezes, walk the other way. <laughs> if somebody coughs, walk the other way. But right. as beyond that, as far as keeping your body healthy, our bodies are designed to heal. They're designed to be self-protectors, and they will do it at all cost if they have everything that they need, if they're in tip-top condition. And I'm not saying tip-top condition like being a marathon runner or an Olympic um, Olympic exercising person, but I'm saying tip-top shape in that your gut is in good shape, which is where the majority of your immune system is. You do actually get out and move around to get your lymphatic system moving, which is where the other part of your immune system is. The main two parts of our immune system are in our gut and our lymphatic system. And, of course, our skin is the barrier. But we have these holes like ears, eyes, nose, and mouth that are very susceptible to getting those germs, and we have to be very aware of that. But if sure. if we get those germs in our body and our immune system is running in tip-top condition, it our body is designed to fight it off. We have a little army inside that's continuously working 24 hours a day. And so I guess the question is, how do you keep it in tip-top shape? And like I said, the gut, is is so important. That's the only way that you can work on your um, lymphatic system is to move, get out and move, walk, move your arms around, flap your wings like a chicken. I don't care what you do, just get up and move. And but to keep your gut healthy, you've got to on purpose make sure that you're eating right. Make sure that you're not eating processed foods, that you're eating a rounded uh, amount of different foods. Eat some good quality meats. Eat some lots, lots and lots and lots and lots of vegetables and greens and fruits, and not processed stuff. And right. and by simply eating that way, simply just that simple, that is going to give your body the nutrients it needs. And it's going to keep your gut healthy. And there are actually two other aspects of it, and that's medication. Medication messes up our gut, and sometimes we have to do extra stuff to help that. And stress. And and lots of people think stress is inevitable, but it's not. Stress is we can't always choose the things that happen in life but we can choose how we react to them. And that's where that stress comes in. So if somebody blindsides you in a wreck, that wasn't your fault. You can't help that. But you can help the level of stress that that caused. And I just said something big and bad and horrible. Most of us don't have that happening on a regular basis. Most of us especially drivers, have somebody cutting you off or having to wait too long or, or missing the appointment or they've messed up the appointment or whatever. But whatever the stressful situations are, it's so very important to learn how to 
react. Well, actually, instead of reacting, respond. Respond to it instead of reacting. Reacting is kind of like when somebody comes at you fast and you hold your arm up and they were just yeah. coming to give you a hug, but you reacted real fast thinking that maybe you're fixing to get hit or something. Responding is an actual um, prepared, taught re Mm, response for a better word I hate to use a responding as a response but I think you know what I'm talking about yeah no I but get it most, most people back to the gut and and that's what the stress controlling your stress and, and um, keeping an eye on the medications have something to do with the gut tremendously but so many well, of well, us about, have gut issues. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it, it's so easy to have your your flora, um, you know, the back the good bacteria in your body to to go off whack, and then it promotes all the you know bad stuff that makes you sick, but um, or cuts down on your uh, ability to fight disease, and all that's in your right. gut, and um, it's all in Carolyn's book, great book. Um, you can go to Life Coach Service and get, get that, and we'll talk about that later. But right now, um, so you're eating healthy, you're drinking water. Um, what's some extra vitamins, uh, minerals, and things that can be taken? Uh, because actually most people are deficient in their vitamins. It's supposed to come from your food, right? But, you know, you don't always get it all from your food. So what's some of the things right. that you can take? In, in you know, uh, in addition to not eating processed, sleeping well, drinking water, staying away from people who are sick. Yeah, being hydrated is very, very important. And, and getting hydrated comes from water, just like you said. It does not come from soda. It doesn't come from these horrible energy drinks. It doesn't come from these things. It comes from water. And sure tea and Kool-Aid and drinks like that have water in it, but but your body needs pure, clear water to flush. Every single cell in your body needs hydration to function properly. And, of course, we want every single cell to work right. Well, it can't work right if it's not given hydration. But mm -hmm. as far as supplements and nutrients, everybody is different, so it's hard to pinpoint. I can give you some general um, general things like vitamin C and zinc are very, very good to oh, yeah. up the doses of, especially during flu season. But you just kind of have to know what your deficiencies are and by examining how you eat and what you eat. <clears throat> Many times we can determine your deficiencies or getting blood work, getting some blood work done, some uh, natural direction blood work that actually pinpoints the highs and the lows of your nutrients. But what will help with the nutrients in most everybody these days, because of our society, the, the shape it's in with our eating, everybody needs to be taking probiotics, Almost everybody needs to be taking enzymes, and I would say 
enzymes and hydrochloric acid, most everyone needs to be taking those. I can, I will say 100% need probiotics and probably 75% need enzymes and hydrochloric acid to help you digest your food. That way you can absorb the nutrients that you're eating. So up the nutrient intake of your foods because that's the best way to get it. I'm, I, I am all about supplements if you need them. But yeah. my goal in helping anyone when I work with people is to get them to where they're getting their energy and nutrients and and life from food, which is what we're designed to do. And in the meantime, yeah, they may need certain supplements to boost their bodies back up into where they need to be so that they can be on a normal level. But probiotics are so very important. Prebiotics aren't usually talked about very often, but many foods are prebiotics. And what that means is certain foods are better at feeding our gut flora, and maybe people may not know what gut flora means. What that means is we all have all kinds of microorganisms in our digestive tract, on our skin, in our eyes, in our ears, in our mouth. Every area has microorganisms, but especially in our gut. And those microorganisms can be bacteria, virus, fungus, and maybe even some organisms that man hasn't even figured out yet. And when you say bacteria, virus, and fungus, most people go, oh, that's a bad word. <laughs> And some of them are. Some of them are bad. But some of them are good. And without them, we would die. Right. If you sterilized your body, completely sterilized your body, you would die. Because some of these bacteria are so beneficial to us that it it produces these B vitamins. They produce vitamins. They up our immune system. They kill invaders for us so that our immune system doesn't have to. And so there are so many wonderful things that it does for us, and we want those microorganisms within our digestive system in the right quantities. We want a lot of the good and a little bit of the bad because that little tiny bit of bad is supposed to be there, and that's kind of a strange concept, but it really is. E. coli is one of those horrifying things that you've heard on the news and you've heard different things about. Our body is designed to have a very small amount of E. coli in there. It actually has a job. But if it gets in the wrong place or if it overgrows, then you've got problems and sometimes very big problems. So that's why probiotics are so important to take because it replenishes. It replenishes the flora which are the microorganisms, and it's kind of their world. It replenishes that little world in there, in our gut, of, of what we're needing so that they can be flourishing and abundant and take care of the bad and keep the bad at bay into, into their little amounts that they're supposed to have. And the prebiotics are mm, they're different types of things 
things is not a good descriptive word, but different things that are in different foods that actually feed our good bacteria. So it's giving our good bacteria a boost what's already there. So you want to probiotics are putting more bacteria in there, the good stuff, and prebiotics are actually feeding it to help it thrive, kind of like giving right. it health food. Well, give a, what's an example of uh, foods we eat to act as a prebiotic that feeds the good bacteria? Usually the natural high-fiber foods like um, fruits and vegetables, mostly fruits and vegetables specifically. I don't have them in my brain this second, but I'm going to look them up on my computer. That Right now I'm going to put prebiotic foods because I, there's a to lot give of, you some um, specifics. There's a lot of companies now, while you're looking at that, that are um, advertising a probiotic, and they include in their probiotic the prebiotic. Now, yeah. you, can, you can do that. Um, you can also um, order prebiotics. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of times if, if you go without um, sugar, in other words, don't feed the bad organisms, <clears throat> so stay low on the sugar and the carbs, like your pastas, breads, and things like that. And if you don't eat grain, you don't have to worry about that anyway. But um, So stay low on, on your sugar and carbs and then eat the good things that the good bacteria love. Um, then, you know, you, you might not have to buy a, a prebiotic. You're feeding them yourselves. Right. So, so, and um, that's, what but, I, that, mm-hmm. that's what I always encourage. If you can do it the natural way, now, if not, go ahead and buy the, the supplements for it, by all means. But if you can do it the natural way. I found some prebiotic foods. Some of them you may never have heard of, and some of them you have heard of. Raw chicory root. Chicory root is a, like a herb. And actually, that's one of my favorite things to put in a tea blend when I make teas, herbal teas. But most people have not heard of that. And Jerusalem artichoke, raw Jerusalem artichoke. Those you may never heard of, but here's some that you have heard of. Dandelion greens. Most people think the dandelions in their yard are the are the enemy, and you got to get some kind of chemical and spray them and kill them. <laughs> dandelions in every every part of the dandelion is extremely healthy, but in this case, um, the greens of the dandelion are a really good prebiotic food, as in any green, really. But it's it's giving some of the top ones. I think this said the top 10 prebiotic foods. Garlic, raw garlic. And any time, if, if there's, there are some people that just aren't too crazy about the flavor of garlic, but you'd be surprised that most people like the flavor of garlic. It's really good. And if you know, there's any way that you can... Oh, go ahead. I didn't huh? mean to interrupt you. I didn't mean to. If there's you. any way you can get it raw, do that on purpose, purposefully on purpose. Get it in your body just, raw. I was just going to say a Go good ahead. way to do it raw is to chop it up fine, put olive oil on it, add a little pink salt, and um, and and just pour it on whatever you're eating that way raw. 
Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's really delicious. Of course, you know, I, I happen to like garlic, so, you know, it's delicious to me. What's delicious to me might not be to, you know, someone else. But if, if you do that with the olive oil and then mm-hmm. just, you know, put it on your favorite food, your vegetable or whatever, it's mm-hmm. it's really delicious. It is, and I happen to be a garlic lover myself. One way to get garlic is if you like guacamole, Mm-hmm. really chop it really fine. Like you said, chopping it fine is the key because it's pretty strong. And so if you chop it fine, it kind of disperses the flavor so that you don't just have one big loud flavor-bursting crunch that kind of makes your eyes water. But um, yeah. And hummus. Hummus is getting much more popular than it ever has been in years past in this country. It's more popular with the Greeks. But hummus is a really yummy thing to put garlic in. But really, if you chop it fine, you can sprinkle it on anything. You can sprinkle it on your beans. You can put it in your salad. You can put it in your salad dressing because all my salad dressing I make homemade because I haven't found any decent salad dressings that aren't full of sugar or soy or something. And so um, just... Think outside the box. Really, you could sprinkle. This sounds gross. This sounds really gross, but it just hit me in my mind to how much you can sprinkle it on anything years ago, at least 10 or 15 years ago. I found this. These They were called garlic chips, and pretty much what it was is they cooked, took garlic and sliced it in such a way that it was in small pieces and and it was already made this way and it wasn't fried but maybe it was freeze dried I'm not sure what but it was real crunchy and it was it was dried and it was real crunchy and my youngest child would put that on her ice cream <laughs> and she thought yeah. that was the greatest thing in town and I we never could figure out how that was good. Hey, she that's thought what I it mean. was. <laughs> Everybody has a different, you know. I'm like, I love anchovies. Now you say that to to a lot of people, and they just kind of look at you like you've got three heads. But I mean, everybody's different. Hey, another thing about uh, prevention, um, Carolyn, and this yeah. is very controversial. And you and I are both on the same page with it, and we're by no means. You know, everybody needs to make up their mind by this. But a lot of people want to know, should they get uh, vaccinated for this new uh, this new virus? What is it? Is it the H3N2? I don't know which one it is. But whatever it is, there's a few strains out there. And um, they're reporting less than 20% efficient on them. But, you know, how do you feel about that? Here's how I feel about that. I feel that everyone should educate themselves on what flu vaccinations do and how they're made and the ingredients in them. I do not believe in vaccinations at all, actually, but I definitely don't believe in the flu vaccination. I think if everyone would take a huge initiative to investigate and research for themselves, 
and then they could make that decision for themselves and and everyone is entitled to make their own decision and I right. I definitely appreciate that but I have researched it enough to decide that I I won't be doing it and I won't be my family won't be doing it and I won't be promoting it right I I haven't had a a flu uh a flu vaccine ever I mean um all my kids were vaccinated except you and I spoke about that horrible experience my daughter had when she had pertussis. So I never had her have the other two doses. And then when my third child came around, I didn't allow him to have pertussis at all, which is whooping cough. Um, and uh, anyway, but this is a personal thing. And like you said, if, if you want to know, um, you know, anything about vaccines or anything like that, you need to get online and not just look at one website, but actually research reputable websites and make up your mind about the um, the flu vaccination. But like I said, they're saying it's, it's about 20% efficient right now, that even if you get it, you know, have the vaccination that you still might get it. So um, but it's up to you. But that was a question that, you know, people wanted to know, should should I be vaccinated? Well, that's up to you. You need to do the right. research. And, Please um, research anyway. it for yourself. I encourage people to do that. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see. Now, okay. So I was talking gone, about the okay. prebiotics. I'll try not to make it last so long. I'll run through the prebiotic list real quick. Oh, okay. You've Le- got a list going. Okay, I'm going to shut it down. Uh-huh, leeks. So I'll go back. I was talking about the chicory and the the, um, Jerusalem artichoke, dandelion greens, garlic, leeks, onions, raw and cooked onions, raw asparagus. Mm. I have a raw asparagus story, but I'll, to myself, unless we run out of time <laughs> um let's see raw bananas donna you ought wow. to be good to go oh man <laughs> i have a lot of prebiotics in me yeah uh let's see and in most of us probably prefer ripe bananas i know mm-hmm. some people prefer green bananas but i have read that the green bananas are are a higher prebiotic than the Right, bananas. Right, I read that too. Yeah, and that was just the first search list that I came up. Okay, that I great. Came so up I got with. leek, chicory, dandelions, Jerusalem artichokes, onion, garlic, raw asparagus, and greenish bananas. Right. So um, that's that, a good list. And, and if you think about on. it, it's prebiotics are probably going to be in all real foods all real fruits and vegetables, but these are just the higher levels of prebiotics. These are the ones with the high levels, if if anybody was wanting to know the highest levels of of, uh, prebiotics. Okay, So, and we've we've talked about um, the extra vitamins and everything, so there's C, D, zinc, Anything yeah, else? vitamin D is very important. We didn't talk about that one. That one is a very important one to have all the time. 
and the yeah. best way to get it is to get outside and get in the sun. But if you're needing more because of medication or if you're needing more because you're not getting out in the sun, that's a good one to take. One caution on vitamin D. Vitamin C, no cautions. Just take it. Even sometimes I suggest taking it until you have diarrhea, and that's called a vitamin C flush, and that is very, very healing and helpful. That can, that right there can possibly get you over the flu all by itself. But vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. Vitamin C is water-soluble. The worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to get diarrhea, and that's actually not a bad thing. But vitamin D is fat-soluble, which means you can take too much vitamin D. So you need to, you cannot get too much vitamin D by being outside. If you get it the all-natural way, you cannot OD on vitamin D. But if you take vitamin D, there are levels that you don't want to go over. So be very... 10,000 um, units a day, I think, is the limit, right? Yeah, there's is a that... suggestion. Yeah, there's a suggestion on the... Uh, bottle of vitamin D that you buy uh-huh. and if you're sick if you don't take vitamin D and you're sick I would take double or triple what it says that's what I would do on a very temporary basis while I was sick to get better if you take it on a regular basis then you probably don't need to up it at all but one of the things I have done and, and I'm not against taking it by mouth at all, but one of the things I have done, because our spine is so very important to all aspects of our body, is I will put some vitamin D oil on any one of my family's spine and rub it into their spine real good. And so far, and I just started doing that probably less than a year ago, and so far in each case, I don't know if it's a coincidence or if I thought about it when it was they're about well, but they have gotten well very quickly when I've done that. But I do a lot of things to get them well. So I don't know if, if it's a mixture of, of it or if it's just mm -hmm. that vitamin D or if it was that time and it's been a coincidence that they've gotten well very quickly after I've done that. I can't say because there's no way of knowing. But sure. <clears throat> what's it going to hurt? Oh, you know, yeah. What's uh, it going to hurt? I take a lot of it. I have a pill. Matter of fact, I got it from your website, um, you know, the um, Wellvite section Wellavite. where you can order Wellvite. You yeah. can order all your stuff. Okay, over there mm -hmm. I got my um, – uh, 10,000 units of vitamin D, and it's complex with um, vitamin K2. And I read mm -hmm. some research on that, and it says that if you take vitamin D, the best way to take it is when it's with vitamin K2. Mm -hmm. So I should be good to go. And then I've got, I even got the vitamin C in the um, not just the hydrophilic form, but it's a, a hybrid of hydrophilic and hydrophobic. It's, uh, it's fat-soluble. So um, you have to take it with food, preferably, you know, with a little fat in your food, and uh, it's supposed to be better. But I think any kind of vitamin C is great, you know. Yeah, but that's it is. what I'm doing, and I got that everything. I got that off your website. 
So actually, you know. any kind of vitamin C isn't okay. That's another long story. But yeah. unfortunately, most vitamin C's nowadays, especially the cheap stuff, is made from genetically modified corn. And I know oh, we've had okay. a lot of genetically right. modified talks on this show before, but um, be careful. Try to find the source of the vitamin C and make sure that it's not a corn source because you do not want a genetically modified vitamin C. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Um, okay. Magnesium, that's another one. Most people are deficient in magnesium. Um so that might be another one people might want to consider. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Okay, so. Well, some people think turmeric is a supplement. To me, turmeric is food. But if you don't eat turmeric in your everyday life, if you don't use it as a food um, additive, like to flavor or just put it in there just because you know it's good for you, Turmeric is very, very helpful in all aspects of your life, but it will help your body and support your body to better health if you're sick. Yeah, I'm on turmeric right now. I, I take it for inflammation, and it seems to be helping really, really well. And, Carolyn, I don't know if I told you this. You might know something about this, but since I've been taking the turmeric, um and I take it, it's a combination with cucurumin, turmeric, and it's something with the pepper plant. I forgot the um, the exact name, pepper or I don't know, something. There's three ingredients to it. It's a formula. And what it is is black pepper. They make it sound yeah. real fancy. It's just black pepper. I know. Pepper. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't know if it was an extract of it or what. But, but yeah, and you know, since I've been taking this, I I, I lose about two pounds a week. I'm not you know, wow. doing anything different. So I didn't know if wow. you knew. Uh, and I got something in my email box today that that says, um, let's see, what did it say? Lose 25 pounds with turmeric. Of course, you know, you get all kinds of junk in your mailbox. But when I saw it, I thought, huh, you know, I wonder if if this is true. People are using it not just for inflammation and arthritis and Crohn's and all that, but they're also using it to lose weight. So you might want to, you know, if you're listening, you know, and you're interested in that, you might want to look it up. Just type in Google, turmeric for weight loss or something like that just to see because I've noticed it since I've been taking it. <clears throat> I hadn't heard it yeah. for weight loss, but I have heard a lot of raves about it, how wonderful it is. I was, I had to run to the grocery store today, which is not my favorite thing to do, and a lady that I know happened to be there and stopped and we chatted for just a minute and somehow for some reason everybody wants to talk nutrition with me (laughs) and so she was talking about how much she felt better since she'd been taking the turmeric and how much it had helped her arthritis and how much it had helped different things and so it is it is a wonderful wonderful thing so well I see if you don't uh-huh. Yeah, if you if you don't put it in your food, by all means, please take it as a supplement because it's a wonderful thing. And they have that um, on my Wellevate site. It's 
just go to my website and I have a lot of pages on my website but on my website but one of the pages is called links to healthy living and on it's that page links it's yeah on under the, the services. Menu it says services uh-huh yeah there's a drop down hmm. at the top there's a menu with a drop down under services and it's called links to healthy living and on that page are products that I personally use. I personally use these things. I'm high, I've used them for years and years and years and years. It's not just a page that I have thrown a bunch of junk on there. It is what I use, or I'm not putting it up there. If I'm not going to use it, I'm not going to tell you about it. But anyways, Wellevate is a portal where you can sign in and order your supplements because I know many drivers have a really hard time finding that mom and pop health food store or find or being able to get in the parking lot at Whole Food or some of these better grocery stores with the supplements. Please, I beg of you, don't buy supplements at Walmart and Walgreens. <laughs> or let me say that again, don't buy supplements at department stores or drug stores. Buy them at health food stores. Mm -hmm. And because I don't want to single any particular one out, just they're not usually high quality. They're usually synthetic. They're usually mass produced. And if you go to the mom and pop health food stores, they're probably going to know what they're talking about. They'll be able to help you. Or if you go to the places like Whole Food or Sprouts or Earth Fair, Fresh Market, those kind of places, typically in their nutritional supplement section, those people usually know what they're talking about. So not always, but usually. But anyways, if you can't get to those places, that's why I put this avenue on my website for you to be able to get the supplements that you need, and it shipped right to your mailbox. And I think it's $50, 50 over $50 is free shipping. So you can't beat it. It's unfortunately supplements will cost. I mean probiotics aren't cheap. They're worth it and your health and your feeling good will thank you. They're not ridiculously expensive, but you know, they cost and by the time you get some vitamin C and zinc and turmeric and uh probiotics, you'll probably be on up there to the free shipping. And free shipping is one of my favorite things. Free is my favorite word. <laughs> yeah, I hear Anytime it, they can give you a break on stuff, that's a good thing. So, okay, yeah, listen, check it out. Okay, we've got a caller. Are uh, you All ready right. for a question? Sure, come on in. Okay. Area code 870. <laughs> hey, area code 870. Hello, hello, hello. How are you two doing? Oh, we're just great and having a great time tonight talking about our favorite topic. Not Welcome the, to the party. Health. <laughs> I do have a, a question, and it's more of a comment, and it's from something that you had stated to us uh, in an earlier show or a previous show, and I don't remember if it was a Wellness Wednesday show or if it was one of Miss Donna's shows, probably both. I would caution, or you cautioned us when we were 
getting our vitamins and probiotics and supplements to not to watch out for the compressed pills, the hard pills, the tablets. Uh, yeah. that, to watch tablets. Okay, ta- tablets that we yes. should really look for the 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 veg, veggie caps and the whatever the other ones capsules. are. The, the the capsules. Yeah, that the tablets are not a good way to take our supplements. Would you tell exactly. me why? I would love to tell you why. Capsules are simply a vegetarian or not vegetarian version of a gelatin, and they turn it into a capsule, which is very digestible. It kind of just melts. And then they put the the ingredient in there. For instance, turmeric. If you buy turmeric capsules, then they put turmeric in that capsule, and it's, it's that simple. But if you if you buy tablets, think about looking at a tablet, whatever shape or size, and what they have done is taken the ingredients, mixed mixed it with a food grade cement, formed it, and baked it at high temperatures. Well, that right there just doesn't sound good, does it? So we don't want we don't want it that processed. It's almost like I don't think that they make a turmeric tablet, but let's pretend they did. If they made a turmeric tablet, which is kind of hard to say, <laughs> they would take turmeric, mix it with a food-grade cement in in like a slur of a of a liquid and then bake it at high temperatures. Well, that's not sounding like the turmeric would be effective anymore. It wouldn't how could it do its job if it were so pr- processed and cooked and mixed with some kind of cement? And I know it's a food-grade cement, but wouldn't it be, doesn't it make a lot of sense to just have a capsule, put 100% turmeric in there, close it up, and then swallow it? Well, absolutely, and I'm going to give you a little, for instance, from a friend that does a very unpleasant job, and why why we're wasting our money on tablets, and he does the cleaning of the outhouses, and of course they wash this through grates and down, and he says uh, when they wash it, they get just piles and piles and piles of tablets, pills that people have taken have not digested and have passed them on through. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now that's a I'm nasty thought, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. High dollar waste. And unfortunately that waste goes into water treatment. And guess what? That water treatment will filter out all the solids and it'll filter out the bacteria and they'll put and and but they'll put chlorine and they'll do all this stuff and make it into drinking water, but what it doesn't filter out are the pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. So our, our tap water is containing the pharmaceuticals that have gone down the toilet. That's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. Well, that was my two cents. Thank I'm you. Sorry. That was a wonderful two cents. Yeah, thanks, Idella and... Uh... Should I keep your? I think I'm going to keep your um, mic open. I'm going to bring on Desiree now. We're going to do a little halftime show, 
as I call it. And when we come back, we're going to talk about if you get the flu, the the best remedies, natural remedies that you can take. And and I am going to put a little disclaimer here. These are things that many people use and they work. Whatever you hear on the show, if we, you know, suggest a certain tea or the turmeric or the essential oil or whatever it is, you know, we can't say that, you know, we're doctors or physicians and because most of these natural things the FDA hasn't approved because, well, they just don't. They only approve, like, drugs and things. So, um, so you really, I mean, have to either 100% take our word for it without researching it or do your research. And I find, I tell people always, do the research. Type it in, read about it. And if it sounds like something you want to do, do it. And I just have to say that, you know. Um, I mean, I I believe in all this stuff 100%, and Carolyn's been doing it for years. And, um, I mean, like I said, I've I've been just having great experiences with these natural products. So that's all I can say is my testimony. Um, And I do a lot of research. Anything I take, I mean, I research it to the hilt before I finally decide on what I'm going to take. So anyway, but anyway, we have Desiree, and she has um, some very, very interesting uh, information she wanted to share with everybody. Uh, I told you a little bit in the intro, you know, transparency right now is a big deal. You know, uh, everybody's aware of what's going on with uh, uh, the FISA courts and, and getting documents and this and that, and everybody's like, you know, all excited. Well, here is an example of a uh, transparency situation that within uh, the uh, trucking industry. And Desiree, I'm gonna uh, before I go on, I'm just gonna let you um, let you carry on about this information. This is um, Desiree Wood, president of Real Women in Trucking, and uh, tell us all a little bit about this uh, this um, what would you call it? the unsealing of documents that's going on? It, it is a motion to intervene and unseal documents, yeah. Okay. Okay, and, so tell um, us a little bit about it. What What is the deal well, with it? So um, some of you might have read it, but a lot of you haven't. Um, we have in our industry a media blackout of certain information And because of that, it has created sort of this mythical um, story of sexual harassment in some of the training carriers. And uh, the women that have experienced it know it's not an urban myth. Um, You have some men that try to commandeer the conversation and and say, well, oh, then, then I got to worry about if I say somebody's got a nice dress. That's not what we're talking about. And then you have women that bash other women um, who come and speak up about what happened to them. And all of this infighting around this helps the carriers keep this topic buried So now the tide's sort of turning, you know. I mean, I I met Alan and Donna 
um, 10 years ago talking mm-hmm. about this issue that I experienced at Covenant Transport. And even though what happened to me at Covenant Transport wasn't near as bad, what happened to Karen Shank, what happened to Tracy Livingston at CRST, and a lot of the other women, I found out it was a widespread problem. It was happening at many different carriers, and nobody wanted to talk about it or do anything about it. So a lot of your listeners who followed my story through the years know my membership was revoked um, from women in trucking talking about this topic. And and years later, here in the media, we have all this stuff going on with this Weinstein scandal, stuff going on in the White House. It's bipartisan. It's not partisan. It's not on one side. It's not political. It is a cultural problem that's going on everywhere. And one thing I was very fascinated and discouraged about was just the last few weeks when we've heard about this stuff that happened with this Larry Nasser, um, mm-hmm. this guy that, you know, and went, and people were just coming out going, oh, my gosh, you know, these poor girls. And, you know, I totally understand the father lunging at this guy, what he did to the daughter. And the same people that will say that will turn around and bash Adult women who are molested or raped in trucking. It's just beyond belief to me that the same people are doing this, and so they're perpetuating this. So um, I've been reading some of the stuff from the ATA recently, how they're sort of mobilizing their ATA partners to unify with one another and stick together and come out swinging against these amateur advocates. Um, not me, but the ELD people. Right, and, right. That um, was an article and, a couple of months ago, right? It really, it really angered ago. a lot of drivers. Yeah, but, but the drivers need to see that there's more than just the ELD issue. There is these training carriers that are getting these grants, these subsidized grants from the government to keep this training system in place that is broken. And in this broken system is where these women are getting raped and assaulted. It's all part of the package deal, this new serious radio show to talk about a doll. It marginalizes our intelligence. We have trucking publications and radio shows that know that real women in trucking and the nation have entered a motion to intervene to unseal the records in the CRST case that's going on right now. Right now, in Iowa, 260 women, as recent as November 2017. In addition to that, a woman called me two days ago who's at CRST right now who's experiencing issues and I asked her why did you go to that company what made you go there and she said the workforce grant she got a paid grant subsidized by the taxpayers to go there and pay for her company sponsored training and now she's having all these problems there and she's trapped there 
And I said, did you hear about any of these sexual harassment cases? They're not just sexual harassment. They're sex assaults. They are violent attacks. And she said, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about it until I got there. I heard a rumor that there was once a $1 million judgment. That's how good this industry is at silencing and keeping drivers ignorant where they're pointing fingers at one another instead of pointing fingers at the ATA and CRST and women in trucking and heavy-duty trucking and serious radio and all these magazines that know about this big case and they are not educating you. So this is why we put in the motion to intervene, because we want to educate the drivers. Because if you remember that ATA article where that Chris Spear said that about the amateur advocates, they also named that the guy from CRST will be heading a committee pretty soon to get more government money for more training, to get more people like her. And she said it's just as much of a cattle cave uh, cattle drive as it ever was. Every Monday, orientation center filled. They don't have good trainers. They have students that are, you know, getting off trucks, wrapping trucks around poles. And she said she heard that. Now, this what this story we're trying to confirm right now. But this is how well they cover this stuff up. She said just a few months back, a female trainer allegedly, was bound and gagged inside her truck and was found in there in the way station because she was screaming and they heard her. We're trying to confirm that right now because if this is true and that's how this trainer was uh, saved, law enforcement knows. And I have long said somebody is protecting this company from all of this abuse. Who is it? We know it's the ATA. We know it's WIT because they've been doing it for years. But I believe the FMCSA is involved, too, because the FMCSA knows what's going on. They know that this, what this carrier does. Why are they giving them special treatment? And by having this motion to intervene and having these women's stories told and educating these drivers, hopefully we will stop with all of this finger-pointing and attacking women who have the courage to come forward and see that there's a bigger problem. I mean, it's a horrible problem when you're assaulted, when you're raped, when you're uh, beat up, um, and then you're retaliated against. But all of this is being done on these government grants to teach people. Well, let me ask you a question. I, mm-hmm. I have to ask you a question. So getting getting back to this article and mm-hmm. um, disclosing, uh, you know, unsealing the documents. Now, which mm-hmm. case is that referring to that they're going to unseal? These is that the one million dollar case, or is this a new case? That, or or this, these are new. These are new cases. These okay, are new cases. Case. These are new cases. Two hundred and sixty people. So. I think when I met you, um, Donna, um, when I first came in contact with you, and then I learned about Tracy in 2009 was when we heard about that 265 uh, people. Um, And then the EEOC misfiled it. It was a big debacle. 
But right, remember that. And then, and it was a disaster. And so, a lot of the drivers still remember that. And they right. and, they, and and CRST was very good at discrediting, you know, the women and making it seem like they were not um, their cases had no merit. That was not true. The EEOC screwed it up. Okay, but the door was left open to some of those people to go back and file again, which they did, and they got private representation. But since then, many more women have come forward. So part of this, and you can Google this, it's Sellers, S-E-L-L-A-R-S versus C-R-S-T. And there's some articles and there's some legal documents um, that are public. But um, we want more. We want, we don't want to harm the people that have already been victimized by this company by, by having, um, you know, all of their personal details out. But we want drivers to educate themselves that this is a widespread problem. It isn't just happening at CRST. It's happening where you have over-recruiting, where you're putting two people on a truck with no supervision. There are training facilities that are not having this problem. What's the difference? It's the over-recruiting. It's the greedy for this workforce grant that does not have any accountability whatsoever, whether you graduate, survive, or what, because they cashed the check. They got the government check, and they're off to the next orientation group. And that's really what is fueling um, this, you know, herd them in, herd them out, turn them and burn them. And um, so we got that filed, that, that motion interview was filed January, I think, the 16th. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, our trucking media is not telling you people about it. Um, but the, the investigative fund has published something. We've shared it. We hope you'll read it. We hope you will educate yourself on it, and you'll look forward to the next round of news. We did get one response this week. I can't give you all of the details, but basically – the plaintiff's attorneys, which is the attorneys for the women, have agreed that um, the documents should be unsealed, and they are in support of our motion. Um, we are joined in this motion with the Nation, which is a publication. Um, CRST has offered to file a redacted version of the class certification brief. But they don't want to unseal any evidence submitted with the briefs, um, and they think that we should wait until the entire case is over. Um, if some of you that have followed some of this, they're they're saying they're not going to get a fair trial if the public is educated. See, they don't want you educated. And and let me tell you something. What happened with that old case that the EEOC messed up? Um, One thing that happened when all of that was going on was the Karen Shank case. And Karen Shank got a jury trial in California, and she won $1.5 million just for her case all by itself because a jury heard what happened. Mm -hmm. Not a class Mm -hmm. action. Mm -hmm. And and the, uh, the other women, the judge didn't let the jury hear 
what they had to say. CRST doesn't want a jury to hear what's happened to these women. CRST does not want the drivers in this industry to know the truth of what happened. They'd rather us all be tearing into one another and calling these women names and creating this illusion of an urban myth and perpetuating it and buying this doll and thinking that is the only thing that women want in trucking. And I'm asking the drivers out there, please educate yourself. This ties right in with the training. It ties right in with what the ATA is doing with this, um, you know, special special treatment for special carriers that are that are in their little club with your ELD um, mandate. Um, they just want certain um, privileges for their little club members and everybody else to the gutter. All right. So, um, well, listen, are you yeah. going to be hanging on for a little while? Um, we're we're, we're <laughs> I know you just got over a really wicked flu, um, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm still trying to get over it. Are you are well? <laughs> let me tell you, the next part of this show is all the things you could be doing to really get over it. I mean, we talked about all the vitamins and and eating right mm-hmm. and no processed foods, all that stuff. But now we're getting down to the nitty gritty of okay. You've got it. Now what do I do? I don't want to spend eight days in bed. I want to be well in two days. What What do I need to uh-huh. do? So um, yeah. I hope you can hang on a little while longer because I wanted to um, uh, talk a little bit, if we have time, about the um, the event coming up in May also. So, uh, Carolyn, you still hanging on there? I'm hanging. <laughs> Okay, well, that was uh, everybody. That that was a very um, that's something else. I mean, about oh, you know unsealing these documents. There is an article. Um, it's posted on quite a few social media pages. You can read it. We'll repost the article uh, for everybody who's wondering. You know, what exactly are we talking about? And uh, any upcoming articles also will be posting. But now we're going to get back to the flu. Okay, we've got the flu. We come home, Carolyn. We're hurting. Fever. Sore throat. Oh, my goodness. What do I do? Okay. Well, you said fever first, so I'll go into fever. Most people hear the word fever and think it's a horrible thing. Fever is our friend. There's a couple situations that you want to be careful with with a fever, but overall... It's a really good thing. Right. Most people think when they're when they're reaching 99 or 100, it's time to take Tylenol or ibuprofen. And that is not the case. The fever is rising in order to kill the germs. It's, your body knows to heat up in order to kill those germs. There are times where it's dangerous, and you need to be very, very careful when it's getting on up there high, and it's getting high fast. And that's when you need to take precautions to get it down. But if it's creeping and it's holding its own and it's staying at one temperature, let it work. 
And so that's one of my things that I do always when there's a fever involved. But elderberry is pretty widely known. A lot of people know about elderberry syrup now, or you can take it in capsule. Either way is fine. But I was reading a thing on Dr. Mercola's site. I love his information. Most of the time I'm agreeing with everything he has to say. But they've done studies, and they would they would compare the flu medications that the doctors are giving you to the elderberry, and elderberry would win every time. And, and elderberry is what most people consider a weed that grows. <clears throat> it grows in my area. It's a very small tree, and it grows these little berries that actually taste pretty good. And it's just the syrup of those berries. So absolutely have elderberry on hand. Buy it in October <laughs> and keep it in worst case scenario if your if your immune system is not in tip top shape or if you know that you've been exposed, just take it. It's 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 not harmful in any way, shape or form. It's kinda like drinking grape juice. It's it tastes good. Kids love and the flavor. If kids like where it, can they adults get? should like it. Uh, you can also get elderberry at Wellevate, the portal that I was talking about, or you can get it at the local health food stores or the larger health food stores. They're going to carry it. Okay. Um, it's, um, it's a syrup. It is, unless you get the capsules. Okay. And, and read the ingredients. Be a little bit picky on the ingredients. Some of the elderberry syrups are full of added things, and one in particular is sugar. If you get an elderberry syrup full of sugar, there's going to be more sugar than elderberry, and that's not what you want. You want the few, the the least ingredients as possible, because the more elderberry you're getting, the better. So if you see one elderberry is twelve ninety nine a bottle, and one elderberry is two ninety nine a bottle. We'll check the ingredients because something's fishy. They may have put a spoon, a teaspoon of elderberry in there, so they could call it elderberry, and then put corn syrup in it or something to make it taste sweet. So just right. be real careful of the ingredients because I have seen some elderberry bottles be a little bit deceiving. Uh, well, I get a lot of um, uh, emails, you know, when you subscribe to a lot of different health uh, uh, journals, and elderberry is almost in every single one of them. So this is almost like a little miracle drug. Now, uh, a lot of times when you get the flu, and, you know, it's a virus, so antibiotics really aren't going to help you if you uh, take them with the flu unless you're getting a secondary infection bacterial infection because they're designed to um, attack bacteria. But the other night when you and I were talking, you were discussing natural antibiotics. I'd really like you to share uh, that with people in case they do come down with bronchitis or something like that um, where they can take these these natural things. Well, in nature, we actually have everything we need. And 
two herbs that are very, very antibiotic, and there's a lot of things in nature that are antibiotic, but two of herbs in particular, one of them is called olive leaf. Olive, like you put on your salad, and the olive leaf, and it really is the leaf of the olive tree. And that is a wonderful natural antibiotic. And the other one is golden seal. And that's that's a weed, what people think is a weed. I don't think it's a weed, but it's it's in many parts of the country. And it's the uh, root of it and the, or the flowers of it. And it's a very good antibiotic. And when somebody at my house gets some kind of crud, what I do is I alternate golden seal and olive leaf. I'll do olive leaf for three or four hours later, golden seal. Three or four hours later, olive leaf. Three or four hours later, golden seal. And you get the picture. Now, are these capsules and or how do you get them? Capsules. They're capsules. capsules. You okay. can get You can get them in teas if you go to specialty loose tea shops, but I I use capsules. I think that's the best way to get it because this particular thing, sometimes I think certain things are the best way. The best way to get certain things are in tea form. But these particular ones I think would be much better as a capsule because you know exactly how much you're getting each time. So that's that's two of two things that I use. I use a big long list of concoctions, but... <laughs> Elderberry, olive leaf, and golden seal are some of my favorite go-tos for the the sickness. Not for the GI tract. Now those are there will be other things on the list for that. But as far as flu and flu symptoms, definitely those three are on my top priority. And and ginger and garlic, ginger, fresh ginger that you can buy at the store. Just cut it up in chunks and boil it on the stove, not in the microwave. <laughs> boil it on the stove until it makes a tea and drink it. And surprisingly, it tastes good. It, I, I love the taste of ginger tea. And that is yeah, not I only for the flu. That's for, that's for your digestion, too. Ginger is one of those that's good for a lot of things just like garlic is, and garlic's another thing on my list. You just can't go wrong with garlic in any way, shape, or form. You just can't go wrong with it. If you don't have an allergy or a sensitivity to it, get as much garlic in your diet as possible because there are so there, there's not enough radio programs to talk about everything that garlic is good for. <laughs> really? So. And plus it's delicious, if, you know, if you like garlic. <laughs> Um, let me ask you another question. Now, you are also, there's a few other things I want to touch on. You are a big fan of colloidal silver. And, yes. uh, well, before we go on, can everybody get the olive leaf and the golden seal on that Wellavite uh, portal on your website also? Yes, it's Wellavite, okay, and yes, it's, um, oh, yes, it's there. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so far, everything um, we can get right there. Um, now, the colloidal silver, and I have been reading that this Maluka honey. Have, have Do you know anything about Maluka honey? Yes. It's a special... What's your feeling? 
I think it's very healing. I think it's very it's good. Healing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So So you agree with that. And who yeah. is a good person to um get the Maluka honey from? I have not checked Wellavate to see if they've got it. I would probably say that they do. But if they don't, it you should be able to find it at your local health food store or one of the larger health food stores because it's pretty okay. well known now. It it okay. started getting more known probably about 10 years ago, but it's okay. it's pretty available. Okay. And tell us about colloidal silver and what it's used for. Colloidal silver is an antibiotic. The good thing about olive leaf and golden seal is they're going to only kill the bad guys. So I want you to not worry about that, like I'm going to tell you some precautions with colloidal silver. Silver is so good at what it does that it not only kills the good guy, the bad guys, it kills the good guys. So it's something that you need to not take just all the time. It's really good for sores and cuts and scrapes. It is my 100% go-to for any type of eye, like pink eye or or getting a sty in your eye or any kind of eye infection. Colloidal silver is the best. That's what I do 100% of the time. And I actually have some sitting by the nightstand um, by the bed and it just stays right there because that's where it's so easy and convenient to get to. So for exterior circumstances, put it on there until the sore heals. But for interior circumstances, and we talked earlier about the gut flora and the microbes in there, we don't want to kill off the good guys. So when you're using it, you need to use it and then be sure that you're taking a good probiotic because it's not only going to kill the bad, but it's going to kill the good. But you can also add it to your sinus flush. I'm hoping everyone out there that ever has any type of cold or flu or sinus anything is doing a sinus flush. It's not something that I think is fun <laughs> to do, but it is powerfully healing. It is, if you can think about what makes bacteria, viruses, and mold grow, and that's a wet, warm, cozy environment. And that's exactly what those sinus cavities are, is wet, warm, cozy environments. And if you do a sinus flush, and all it is is a very good, clean water that's, that's body temperature, maybe a tiny bit warmer, no, no warmer than 102 degrees because you don't want to shock your or burn yourself. But warm water with some salt in it or add some colloidal silver or add a pinch of baking soda or add some xylitol. But just any any of those that I mentioned, flush out your sinuses and see all the nasty stuff that comes out. But the the more you keep your sinuses clean and clear of the breeding ground, that you're you're keeping that breeding ground from happening. You're you're not allowing your sinuses to be little areas of breeding of whatever that critter is. It's causing you all this grief. 
So sinus flushes are so very important for any type of, even allergies. Sinus flushes are good for allergies. But right now we're talking about the flu, and usually the flu will come with some kind of sinus icky, sinus problems, and then you've got it draining down the back of your throat, and then you've got a cough or it gets into your chest or hopefully not into your bronchial tubes and lungs. But um, definitely okay. help yourself out with that, please. If okay. you haven't done it before, please try it. Okay, um, everybody on the line, um, you got a lot of callers on here tonight listening. Um, if you could, if you want to ask Carolyn a question or make a statement or share an experience, um, just click one on your keypad if you're listening from your phone. And if you're listening on the Internet and you want to be a part of the show, dial in 347-826-9170. And then click one on your keypad once again. And clicking one just lets us know that you want to be a part of the show. Okay, let me look, scroll down here and see. Okay, I don't see any hands up. So I'm going to assume we're just all listening and taking this all in. I have a question about the colloidal silver. A, is it on the Wellevate uh, portal on your site? Can you get it there? Yes, it's there. Okay, and B... You it, is it a um, liquid? It's already diluted. And in other words, if if I have a pink eye and I've got this um, bottle, I'm assuming it's a liquid, correct? It is a liquid. Okay. Sometimes it's so, clear and sometimes it's a little bit yellowish, but it's a clear okay. yellowish. And it's all ready okay. to go. You buy it ready okay. to go. So I can actually put this, what, on the outside of my eye with pink eye? I mean, because I'm a little squeamish with my eyes, i got to be honest with you. And you're saying you can, like, what, put it, like, on a cotton ball or something and then, like, just rub the outside of your eye? You can rub the outside of your eye, but what I do is I put it directly into your eye. I, I oh, put you it do? with a dropper. Yeah, straight in there. Oh, my is, goodness. Yeah. I've done it for many, many years. My children were little, and they would they would run their hand across their nose and fill that arm with snot, and then they'd run it right back across their eyes and fill their eyes with what just came out of their nose, and they would get this gunk in their eyes. <laughs> I know that's yeah. gross and graphic, but that's just what happens when you have kids, and right. that would clear it up. I mean, it just did. It's a wonderful thing. It's very, very... Safe. I have I have used it in every area of the body. The only precaution you need to think about is what I already said. It does kill, and it doesn't burn. It doesn't burn at all. It does kill the the um, unwanted bacteria, virus, or fungus, but it it kills the good too. So I know I've said that several times now, but if there's a disclaimer. In these certain things, I want you to know the good and the bad, and you got to be aware of that. So, but it's it's really good. Okay. All right. Now, how about okay? We've got the flu. We've got our um, our olive leaf, our golden seal. Um, let's see. What else did we uh, are we taking? Um, the Maluka honey. Um, the what? Hot teas. Hot okay, herbal let's, teas. Okay, let's do the hot herbals. 
all herbal teas are medicinal in one form or another. Nowadays, on the grocery store shelves, you've got all these flavors, and there's nothing wrong with those flavors as long as there's no bad ingredients in there. you got to watch it because sometimes they'll throw some unwanted ingredients in there, and they taste really good. And But if you've got a certain issue, like there's one herbal tea called throat coat, and it's got certain herbs in there that are really good, at, at coating your throat and soothing your throat. And usually you'll find these specific type of teas or teas that are honing on, in on a specific ailment at the health food stores, like Whole Food or or Sprouts or something like that. They'll have these gigantic sections of tea where you just can stand there for 30 minutes looking at what each tea is good for. <laughs> But um, keep that in mind when you've got any kind of drainage, any kind of cough, any kind of sinuses, chest stuff, continuously keeping liquids going down and having a tea that actually tastes pretty good will help. Of course, there's no Mm -hmm. substitute for water. But most people don't really enjoy drinking hot water. And you can get that heat. Remember, we talked about fever earlier. You can get that heat going down your throat by using herbal teas. Mm-hmm. And the herbs in them are helping to support your body in healing. So we have a huge stack of different flavors and types and and um, situational teas in stock at my house at all times because that is just such an easy, good, comforting cover up in a blanket on the couch or in the bed when you don't feel good and sip some hot tea. I mean, that just sounds healing right there. Right. But right. lots of people don't have that as a go-to. Herbal teas are they're something that you can easily throw in the truck. They're usually individually wrapped so that they don't go bad for a good they've got a good shelf life. They need no refrigeration. They take up very little space and all you need is some hot water in a cup. And you can get that hot water in the truck stop, usually over there by the coffee section. So it's it's a very sensible thing to keep on hand, even just for enjoyment of a cup of hot tea, but especially when you've got some kind of junk going on like the flu. And what is the best herbal tea uh, for the flu? Well, the throat coat is a really good one. Uh, My husband's favorite is peppermint all the way around all the time. But peppermint is a good one for the flu. Mullen is a, what many people call a weed, Mm-hmm. But mullen is really good for chest congestion. It it acts as an expectorant, and you can buy mullen tea. If if you knew what it looks like, you could harvest it yourself from spring to fall. So, depending on where you live, you might can harvest it in the wintertime. It's abundant, so it's not expensive. It's easy to come by, and I actually harvest my own. And the uh, you can buy ginger tea if you can't have fresh ginger like I spoke about earlier you can buy ginger tea which has the dried ginger in it that's usually one of the ingredients in 
some of the teas. And one of the teas that just hit me, I'm trying to remember the names of these teas. One of them is called Cold Care. Um, okay. Rosemary is a wonderful stores? flavor. You may can find some of these specialty teas in grocery stores. I know they'll have them at the special, I mean, at the health food stores. But some of mm -hmm. these during seasons, like flu season, Walmart very well may have some of these cold care throat coat teas. I haven't looked lately because I, I think it was October, last October, one of the health food stores that I went to had a wonderful, unbelievable sale on their teas. <clears throat> I think I bought like 40 different boxes of tea. <laughs> and when I stock up like that, I'll just throw it in the freezer because the freezer keeps them fresh. So I haven't bought tea in a while because <laughs> I stocked up so much when they had it on sale. But I, it wouldn't surprise me that some of these grocery stores had some teas like that. So check it out. Whatever grocery stores you go in frequently, Go to the tea section and see if they've got anything. And it's getting so much more popular that maybe a few years ago they didn't have it, but they do now because it's it's getting much more known of how helpful these herbal teas are. Okay. Now, you can get elderberry. Oh, you elderberry can get what? elderberry leaf tea. Elderberry oh, leaf. Good. You know, we talked about elderberry yeah. syrup and that comes from yeah. the little fruit that the elderberry tree makes but their leaves and their flowers are also very medicinal and you can get the elderberry leaf and flower tea the, these specific teas like mullein tea and elderberry tea those you're probably going to have to get at the health food store but the teas okay. that are blends like cold care and throat coat those are the ones that you're probably going to be able to find at the grocery store. And those are fine. There's nothing wrong with that. They've already got it all blended up of what can help you for that particular thing all in one little package. And you don't have to worry about which one you need for this or that. So if you're not a herbalist or if that's not on your fun things to do like it is mine, you may want to just go to those types of teas that already have it all in it that say flu symptoms, sore throat, whatever. But even if you're sick and tired of the throat coat or the flu symptoms or the cold care, get any of those herbal teas, any of them that don't have any unwanted ingredients. All of them are supporting your health in one way or another, and that, and that warm water going down your throat is good all the way around. So get a, get a variety Get some that are honing in on specific situations and get some that just sound good to you. Vanilla, they've got a few vanilla flavors. They've got berry flavor. They've got chamomile, which helps you relax and helps you sleep good. And they've got all kinds of different ones. So check it out at the store. Okay. Well, I think we've gone over everything. Um, is is there anything else you can think of? Um that would help, you know, people with the flu get over it? I mean, we've gone through quite a bit. Um, well, if you're not having to deal with this flu in the truck, if you actually get to go home and you have someone, 
that can cook for you. There's nothing better than grandma's old-fashioned homemade chicken soup. <laughs> yeah. It really does work. And don't put the noodles and the rice and all that in it. Just take a whole chicken, boil it up, add a whole lot of onions and garlic and carrots, and pick the bones out. Cook it for a really, really long time on low. Pick the bones out and add some salt and pepper and definitely add some turmeric to this and any other herbs that, hit your taste buds. Rosemary is a wonderful, wonderful healing herb that tastes awesome with chicken. Rosemary and chicken just really goes well together. And just eat that chicken soup. Just enjoy it. Eat it. Drink the broth. There is something to that. Grandma's chicken soup makes you feel better. There's a lot of good stuff in there. It is. It's one of my favorite things to, um, to make. Is, is chicken soup, and you're right with the herbs and everything. It's it's really really good, and you almost feel better after you eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, okay, so there is another thing everything? that you can do. There's what? another thing you can do with your ears, and this oh. really sounds odd with how it works, but it does. And it almost takes two people, so you may need to get a a helper <clears throat> with this. But it's called boiling out your ears with peroxide. I don't know if you've ever done that before. But mm-hmm. what you do is you just get a dropper and you you lay your head on the table or on the counter with one ear down on the counter and one ear heading up toward the ceiling. And you just fill your ear canal with peroxide. And it's the funniest feeling it tickles and it kind of makes it itch a little bit because it kind of tickles because you just want to scratch it but um boiling your ears it's what it's called boiling your ears with peroxide dr Mer, i have done that with my kids since the beginning of having children but several years ago dr mercola came out with the article on it and i thought wow i thought it was just like one of those old things that you do and nobody talks about it <laughs> yeah right. but it 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 really does he he had some kind of documentations in there of how much and I, I believe it was talking about the flu as a matter of fact I know it was talking about some colds and sicknesses but if I'm not mistaken and it's been a long time since I read the article it may have actually been talking about the flu but just let it bubble for a while. Just let it sizzle and bubble, and and after a few minutes, have a towel ready, and just dump it out on a towel and do the other side. And it will help with getting over the flu. I know that and seems how, like how, how in the world, but how much? What? Like a dropper full? However much it takes to fill up your ear canal. You'll see when your ear canal is full. And you want to pull up like the, you know, when you go to the doctor and the doctor kind of pulls up on your ear to get that little light and scope down in there to see. Mm -hmm. So you want to pull up on that part of your ear to kind of straighten your ear canal to where it'll go all the way where it'll stop. If you've got tubes in your ears or if you have a busted eardrum or if you have any ear situations, don't do it. (laughs) 
But if you have no problems whatsoever with something out of the ordinary, just put the peroxide down in your ears until it fills up your whole ear canal. Let it sit for a few minutes and then dump it out. Oh, you may okay. feel just a little bit dizzy. It never makes me feel dizzy, but one of my kids, every time I do it, she'll say, I feel dizzy. <laughs> but it's just that it just maybe uh, stimulates that inner ear just a little bit and could make you feel just a little bit dizzy. It it never did with me, but it's just a personal right. difference there, I guess. Well, that's I all. That's had... all I have. Well, I think it's been a great show. It's been very informative. Um, we'll get this information um, shared around. Everybody who's listening, um, you know, if you want to put this link and, and share this information with others who you feel it will benefit, by all means do it. Um, a lot of the things we spoke about, um, let's see. Pretty much everything is on the Well of Eight portal on um, the LifeCoachService.net website. You go on the menu where it says Services, and then you click down on Links to he- Healthy Living, and then you can just uh, go in and look. And I, I personally have ordered um, a lot of things from from this portal over here. Um, the only thing that uh, I don't know if you looked into it was my uh, my bone my synergy um, bone renewal, which is an all natural uh, bone renewal for anybody who who has a problem with that, rather than those ridiculous prescriptions that have all kinds of um, side effects. And plus, I think they have like a they increase your bone by what two percent some ridiculous thing like this so um i i use a bone renewal from synergy so you need to tell them to to get that on there uh carol and so that's the only thing i i i don't get from your website okay um so it's lifecoachservice.net and is there anything else you want to share with everybody um If anybody has any questions, now's the time. Raise your hand, ask some questions. I'll be glad to help. I love answering questions. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Scroll down. Okay, we've got a question. Okay. Area code 417. Who do we have here tonight? This is Sonia. Hi, Sonia. Hi. Um. You know that silver stuff you were talking about you put in your eyes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, now I've got two implants in an eye. Will that affect that or does it um, does that matter? I have never known of anyone to have any problems with any any implants or anything. I have not known of anyone. By all means you can research on that. But it, it literally is two ingredients, silver and water. Silver, like the metal, like like, op, not gold, silver. What they right. do is right. they do an electrical charge that actually puts, and what colloidal means is teeny tiny itty bitty 
pretty much particles of silver into the water. And here's a really interesting fact. The reason why we have silverware forks and spoons is way back when they started having silverware, they actually made them out of silver to kill the germs. That's why they call it silverware, because they made the utensils out of silver to keep the germs away, and which is a really neat bit of information there. But I have never known of any contraindications at all with any one with any situations. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. So thanks for calling in, Sonia, and listening. Um, okay. Anybody else have any questions? Now's the time. Click one on your keypad. Okay. I'm waiting. Scrolling down. Nope. Well, Carolyn, I want to say thank you for another uh, another tremendous show. Um, lots of information, and I know this. It, it helped me. And um, hey, Desiree, you're still hanging on there. Did, does this help you? I know you've been going through some, you know, tough times over there. Um, what do you think of tonight's show? Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. You know. Um... It's been hard to shake it on the road. Uh, maybe you want to make some tea right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, it's been hard because, yeah, you got to work and you have uh, limited access to any kind of good supplements. I posted one that I learned of um, when I'm home in Florida with regards to the turmeric. But, um, yeah, this this thing, I haven't been able to shake it and trying to find something you know you walk through the aisles of the big box retailers and you start to grab for something to buy and then you're like I don't want to waste my money on that because there's there's nothing left in it so um, I'm definitely going to try some of the things that Carolyn talked about tonight seeing how I got a a couple um, days where I can actually find a good health food store where I'm at Okay, well, I I jotted everything down. I've got it all written down because um, I'm going to go on the portal. I know when you're o- over the road, you know it's it's hard because you're not home to get to get your your uh, supplements right away, and sometimes you really do need to get to a health food store to get these things. Um, but um, if if anybody has any questions, they want to um, uh, PM me um, for any of these these names: olive leaf, golden seal, colloidal silver. And then, you know, the teas. I, I wrote everything down. Um, hey, while I got you on here, um, uh, Desiree, before before they shut us down here on Blog Talk Radio, tell us all a little bit about the, the cruise and uh, how we can uh, get our tickets and and everything we need to know, where it's departing from, the dates, and, and oh, all like that. Okay. Um. Idella, I think, is on the line, and she was going to um, Oh, Idella, are you the, are you the one on. for that? Yeah, yeah, I'm still on. I'm still on. I know okay, absolutely I nothing about it, except I've got I've got a roommate, and I'm going to uh, call Christian and get that all taken care of. May 20th, we're moving, we're rolling out of New Orleans, 
on the Carnival Dream. Is I, am, I, am I correct about that, Desiree? Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I'm May looking 23rd. at the website now. Mm-hmm. May 23rd, Port of New Orleans, and we are going to uh, Belize and Tulum, and I think Mahogany Bay. Um, right. Some uh, I don't have this itinerary. I talked to Kristen yesterday at Carnival. She said between now and um, this week they're having some sort of half price deposit special for two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, so if you want to uh, make your deposit, um, you know it's coming up pretty fast now. Um, but if you want to just hold your room and then maybe when you get your tax return, um, you know, you can pay the difference. Um, some of the gals are getting these really big suites, which I didn't know about before on the last cruise. We had a balcony room, Cheryl and I, but uh, one of the gals had a suite. And so now this year, a few people are getting the suites, like with a jacuzzi in it and everything. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of room in the um, in the regular size room like I had, but in the suites there are. So you could add a third and fourth person, and they're deeply discounted when you're adding the third and fourth person. It's like uh, like a couple hundred dollars more to add that third and fourth person. So if you had a few people that wanted to share it um, and split the cost, and as you know, all the foods included, and we have some really fun things that we're going to be doing together. So, Okay. And as soon as the speaker list comes out on the website, um, we're going to have uh, uh, some good speakers going uh, up there too. And nobody's obligated to go to anything. You can just go and have a great time and, um, you know, socialize with all your friends and, you know, do whatever you want, be on your own. But uh, I think a lot of these, um, with you know, videos or live uh, live presentations are going to be uh, really a, a very very. I hate to use interesting. Beneficial is the word I would use, and you'll know um, when it goes up, and we'll be announcing who the speakers are and. You know, we're not keeping it a secret. It's just we need final confirmation, and then and then it can all go up. But so far, it's going to mm-hmm. be great. And the other thing too is um, Texomatic, one of the uh, sponsors of the cruise, um, will be um, taking the the video, the raw footage, and creating some wonderful uh, videos of those presenting, and also of the events going on in the cruise. So that's going to be um, a lot of fun to watch after, you know, kind of yeah. you know, keep your memories. So. The, the um, Queen of the Road Award um, voting oh, is on right that. now. We got some really great nominees on there, thanks to Idella. She really went above and beyond the Call of Duty to get um, nominees in there, really diverse group. And so I hope that people will take the time to vote. Um, you can vote one one vote per IP address. And uh, we've had a lot of voting already. So um, there's some, some um, are emerging in the um, 
the lead that I was really um, surprised and pleasantly surprised. So it's going to be great when I can't wait to announce it, but we still got all the way till May 1st that you can vote. So, um, you know, get that. Go to the realwomenintrucking.org website, and on the menu it says 2018 Lady Trucker Cruise, and look at the drop-down of everything, and you'll get a feel for what's going on with this cruise, and you'll also be able to see that 2018 Queen of the Road Awards, and you can click on that and read all these wonderful women uh, who were nominated. (laughs) Their names aren't there, but the description of everything they've done is there, and I'm going to tell you, one of the hardest things is because they're all great. So, you know, you can you can put down, um, you know, you want to nominate them for the Queen of the Road or an honorary, um, what's the other one? Honorary? Honorable mention. Yeah. Honorable mention. You, you can but vote for as many as you like, um, or you can vote. Some people prefer to just vote for one or two. Some people mm-hmm. want to vote for multiple. Um, but... Once you do it, and the link and the 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 thing recognizes your IP address, you won't be able to come back. So, make sure you, you know, think it out right. uh, before you do it. Uh, and I'm going to be making a special effort to keep the voting up at the top of the list uh, until May. It's something I'm going to be working really hard on. Uh, I want to see everybody have a say so. So I'll be, like I said, I'll be okay, working good. on that very hard. Okay, great. Well, um, you know, it's pretty exciting, and uh can't wait to uh, see that final page go up. And everybody go to realwomenintrucking.org, go look at that 2018 cruise and, and see what's going on. Do your voting, please, for the for these wonderful women. I mean, just just incredible uh, things that they've gone through and defeated and come out successful and um it's very inspiring to read these to read these uh these descriptions <clears throat> so anyway i want to uh thank everybody for coming on and um Carolyn again thank you your shows are you know always so informing and uh tonight i hope i hope this helps a lot of people uh, who are out on the road and, and, you know, they don't want to get sick, so they do all the preventive, and then if they are sick, they've got everything they need uh, to get over this thing. And um, Desiree, thanks for calling in and, and sharing uh, a little bit about the um, the unsealed documents of the, um, uh, I, the, the new CRST case, correct? I mean, this has nothing yeah. to do with the old one, right? Nothing to do with the old one except some were were able to go and get a um, justice because they didn't get justice in that one. But there's a lot of new cases, and this thing started in 2015. And like I said, some of them are as recent as a few months ago that have contacted this law firm, and. Um, that means nothing's changed there. And they say that things have changed, but nothing's changed. Okay. All right, well, we'll keep up on it. We'll keep up on Mm -hmm. it. We'll be following and send us some links. Um, 
you know, updates. Let us know what's going on with it for sure, and we'll get it up on Ask the Trucker. And um, I just want to thank everybody uh, who hung with us uh, all night. We only lost a couple of people, really. Um, and I can understand, you know, truckers. Um, but most most everybody has stayed on the line. So, hey, Carolyn, thanks again for coming yes. on, huh? Thank you. All I right. loved it. Oh, wonderful. I loved it, too. Thanks, Desiree. Thanks, Idella, and everybody listening. Okay, um, we'll be having that underwrite show coming up. That'll be posted, and uh, I know that's going to be a huge controversial uh, show, but, you know, that's what we do here. So till next time, thanks so much, everybody. You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening. Sitting so-